desire to go after the things of God. And you all have that because you wouldn't be here today if you didn't have a desire for God. You wouldn't bother getting up out of your beds and coming to church. Okay, so you've understood that you need to serve no other gods but the one true God. That's why you're here today. We all have that desire in varying degrees that bubbles away in our life, but we've all got to have that burning away in our hearts. We've got to have a desire for the things of God. And it's, it's in the inner man. It's in our heart of hearts where that is nurtured and fostered, that belief system, that trust, that hope, that faith. It's where it resonates from. So we need to be people that are people of desire, people of passion to serve God, people of uncompromising truth. And that's what we saw in those three men, willing not to love their lives to death, but willing to stand true and say, no, I will not bow my knee. And the scripture says where your treasure is, your heart will be. Well, their treasure was in their God the faithfulness of their God, and that desire welled up in them and it turned into a decision not to bow their knees. Desire gives birth to decision. If you don't have a desire to serve God, then you can compromise or you can rationalize everywhere you go. You can change it so that there can be half-truths or three-quarter truths. But these guys knew that to compromise and to bow their knee was to jettison their faith. So they stayed true to God and they made a decision. And most of us have had that desire well and up in us and we've made decisions. We've made decisions to be baptised. We've made decisions to give our life to God. We've made decisions to go to the mission field or whatever it is. But it's a a desire which manifests in decision-making and that happens every moment of every day we choose to follow God. We've got to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and with all our strength. And those guys demonstrated that. But then you've got to have the discipline to see it through. And this is where we fail. Shadrach, Meshach and Abagnego had that desire. You heard them say, we will not bow our knee to King Nebuchadnezzar. And they made a decision when the trumpets were sounded not to bow their knee. But they had the discipline to see it through. And that's where the rubber hits the road for us as believers. Lots of people have desire, but the desire never manifests into the right decisions to put ourselves in a place where we see our lives through in a disciplined way. Because discipline's not something that, that, that comes from external things. It comes from within us. It comes from our heart of hearts. The scriptures say, above all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. You see, what's happening in our culture is that more and more our faith is being stimulated or prompted by external things. So if we go to church and the worship is good, we can feel good. And in the moment, we can praise God and raise our hands. But when we go into the world and our faith is tested, whether or not the music was good on Sunday or not won't make any difference. It's got to be an inner man an inner faith, an inner strength, an inner conviction where our hearts resonate the truth of God. We've got to cultivate that. So obviously Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego didn't make that decision on the spur of the moment. It manifested when they were in the pressure cooker of life and a decision came. What welled up in them was this desire, but the right decision, but then the discipline to see it through. 
And how many people have you seen in their Christian life? You know that they have a desire, but somehow the right decisions don't get made and then the discipline's just not there. And so their lives don't amount for much. But we've got to cultivate a deep personal obedience. That doesn't come just because you do two weeks on a mission field. It comes because every morning you feed on the word of God. Every day you practice the presence of God in everything that you do. And you build up within yourself a deep-rooted intimacy and faith in God that no matter whether the music's Hillsong or there's a fire awaiting you, nothing changes. Because you're not affected by the external stimuli. It's coming from the inner man. It's coming from the Spirit of God within you. That familiarity with God, that knowing his laws and his precepts and his statues and knowing God's character and allowing that to be your character. We need to nurture that deep intimacy and fuel the fire and of passion and fervor. So often we can be affected by the ex- external stuff. If church is good, then we can be in a good place. But what if church isn't good? What happens if persecution comes to our country and we can't gather like this anymore? What happens if t- times get really tough like for these three men? They couldn't say, time out, I need some worship time, I need to get into the zone. You know, They didn't have that. We're blessed by having that, but it's a bonus. What's got to happen is for us individually to walk with God, to walk with God in intimacy, to be rooted in God, to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we we cultivate that in our lives day by day, we will grow. We'll grow stronger and our deep roots will get deeper and God will use us more. What I've been thinking about since being in Fiji and I shared a little bit with the guys last Sunday is that really this is a matter of our heart. Because if our hearts are not in the right place with God, the rest doesn't really matter. Because God doesn't judge the outward appearance. He doesn't care if you raise your hands on Sunday morning or not. He's looking at our hearts. And I heard Kate say this morning, the prayer for my heart is that I will be fully sold out for God. If we could all make that our prayer. It's that simple really, isn't it? When we come and we say, Lord, break me. Take away anything in my life that, that holds me back from you. Give me that desire. Rekindle the, the desire. Help me make the right decisions in my circumstances in my life. But Lord, help me be disciplined to see it through. Help me be the one that's faithful in the little things so that you can entrust me with the bigger things. This morning I want to ask you, how is your heart? I hope you were challenged by the words of the testimony today. I hope you were stimulated by the external stimuli of gathering together. It's great to be able to fellowship like that. But the majority of your time you will spend alone in a cold, dark world that's anti-God. And what's got to bubble up within us is the spirit of the living God, the wellspring of a holy God manifest in us. Are you full of the spirit today? Are you full of the joy of the Lord? Are you overflowing? Is your heart pliable in the hands of God? Are you going to be an Azariah, a Hananiah? Are you going to say, I'm going to serve my God 
all the way. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the testimony of those three defiant men. Defiant in the sense that they honoured you and were sold out for you. And Father, I believe that's your word to us as a church this morning. That you're calling us to go deeper. You're calling us to be authentic and real in our faith and our walk with you. That you just don't want us to be on the hilltop of two weeks of mission. For two weeks out of 52, you want us to be growing day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, consistently and faithfully. Men and women of God set apart, holy and righteous, faithful and true, determined, steadfast, dogmatic about being sold out for you. I believe that's what you're calling us to today, Lord. And Father, I think we need to respond to that sense of call today. Are we truly going to follow God? Are we truly going to surrender our hearts and say, Lord, you can have all of me because you're my king and that's your right to have my life. I'm going to ask the worship team this morning to come and to sing the last song that you played this morning and I want you to sit while we play this song. And I want you to have the freedom to respond however you want today. But I want you to ask yourself, how is my heart today? Is my heart sold out for God? And if you want to rededicate your life or if you want to um, ask for prayer or if you just want to respond in whatever way is right for you this morning, then I'm going to give you that freedom. Maybe you just want to stand. Maybe you want to come and kneel. The response doesn't matter because God will see what's happening on the inside. But I believe God's challenging us to go deeper, to be available, to be sold out for him. I'll let you respond your way today. Thanks, guys.